0: From the red carpet to the celebrity street-style hairdos and the hair don'ts, this is Get Trust With Us. Here's your host,
1: ladies and gentlemen,
0: Us Weekly's beauty director, Ms. Gwen Flamberg.
2: Hey guys, it's Gwen, and you're listening to Get Trust With Us. Today I am joined in the studio by my cohort in all things Bote, Mr. Travis Cronin. Oh hi Gwen. And we have a special guest in the studio today. We do a newbie. We do. We have our news director, Mr. Brody Brown.
3: Hi.
2: And Brody, I'm not sure if you guys all follow Brody. Mr. Brody Brown on Instagram. Brody is like a style guy. He's like a high style guy. His hair is always perfect. Thank you, Gwen. He's got like a real jewelry, yeah. personal. Style, yeah, when I don't yeah, want it
3: off for lunch, but yeah,
2: that does happen, especially. I'm like obsessed with the bone broth place, yes. Like, I, I just you. spent 10 bucks on, <laughs> on broth, but that's cool. I'm <laughs> drinking my lunch, but I really think that it's going to be good for my immunity, yes, and yes. for my physique and, and your hair. hair. Well, my hair, obviously, because <laughs> all this fresh ginger and garlic just boosts the red, right? Mm, I want some. that's what it does. All right, so you guys, it's been like such a great week in beauty lands for so many reasons. Of course, we had the Oscars.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, stick a
2: pin in that. We're going to circle back. Can't wait. But let's just talk about all these royal tours that are happening.
0: Yes, the royal main one. Royal tour
2: Morocco with yes. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry,
0: mm-hmm. now called
2: the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Yes, they are. She's always going to be Meghan Markle to me. Yeah.
3: Just sure. you know, plain the, old Meg. The
2: Duchess of Sussex. They went to Morocco and they've been having a grand old time. It's kind of like their baby moon, but kind
3: of like their baby moon, but a working baby moon. Which it's is a not
2: working that baby moon because you know when you're a royal, you got to work.
0: I yeah. could watch them just go into processions of like little girls and boys giving them flowers so for cute. hours and hours. It is really, there was really a lot sweet. of that this trip too. Yeah, it's true because they went to so many schools for underprivileged underprivileged kids. Yeah. so there was like you know eight different little girls handing roses and like no, it's artisan very made things to them. To look I at. love it. I it's such a I soft mean, there's spot in been no
2: gender reveal yet, but what do you guys think? It's a girl for me, yeah, I think it's a girl. I too. totally think it's a girl. I think she <laughs> Why looks do you like you think it's a girl. I think she looks like she's carrying a girl. I feel like on all of these tours, Maybe there are just more girls than boys that are on the parade routes and stuff, but like it always mm. seems like she goes right to a little girl.
0: I love that people really pick up on all the little signs. Yeah. Yes. That's a good point, though, that she does go towards the little girls and she's pregnant.
2: It's sweet. It's just really sweet. And, you know, we are going to check in with a top expert in this field, one of our favorites. Love him. Omid Scobie. Yes. He is the host of the On Air podcast, and he also does all of the Royals content for good morning america
0: oh, and so much more and
2: he has been with the royals in morocco
0: mm,
3: yeah how much
2: fun is that so he's going to give us the inside scoop yes.
0: dispatch from the uk
2: dispatch well dispatch from morocco, oh, morocco. Oh, i'm yeah. not sure if he's still in morocco or if he's back in the uk he'll let us know yeah. but should we get him on the horn yes all right let's ring him as they say on the other side of the pond <laughs> the oh dear omid that's you we're so excited <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm here with one of your favorites, Travis Cronin. Hi, Omed.
0: Travis, how are you doing? I miss you every day.
2: And we also <laughs> have Brody Brown in the studio. Oh my gosh, surprise guest.
1: <laughs> this is like a family reunion. It, <laughs> it is. is. like a family
2: reunion. <laughs> <laughs> so as I just announced to our Get Trust With Us listeners, you are the host of the On Air podcast...
1: That's right. Where yes. can our where, uh, where can we... our
2: readers find it?
1: Uh, every All Good podcast apps. Uh, we basically <laughs> just talk about royals for far too long every week, but it's good fun.
2: Oh my God, that's so much fun. Well, we can't get enough of this royal chat. We can't. We no, can't get enough of I want to see them touching, like getting little
0: presents from little children all the time, just tossling their hair, grabbing flowers. Or holding hands.
1: Holding hands, lots of holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> that's kids pretty and... much what my, my, my four days in Morocco <laughs> with Harry and Meghan was. A lot of PDA, a lot of meeting young kids, A lot of cute moments, it was great fun
2: So are you still in Morocco or are you back in London?
1: No, I'm back in London uh, As are Harry and Meghan They flew back on uh, Yesterday, whatever day that was uh, They flew, but they had a day of rest Basically at the end of the tour They were able to spend one night uh, In one of the king of the country's Private residences Which they had to themselves Uh, So a great way to finish the trip
2: How lavish and fabulous
1: Yeah, it doesn't get better than that
2: was that in Rabat or was it in?
1: Just outside of Rabat. Oh. Uh, the, I, the location was kept a secret. Mm. So I think over, what was really interesting on the trip was that the, the secrecy and mystery around the Moroccan royal family is a lot more than what we're used to with the British royal family, who are a lot more sort of transparent and open. You know, they wouldn't even tell us sort of. I, I don't think they would even tell Harry and Meghan themselves exactly what time they were going to meet the king on the last day of the trip until the last moment because he just didn't want to give his location away. Quite wow. quite surreal.
2: That's wild. Well, I've been to Marrakesh, and my big memory of being in Marrakesh is that I couldn't give my location away to anyone because everything looked the same. And there were no street signs. So I was like, well, I'll be by the pink wall. I literally was like, if I lose one of my friends who speaks French, I will never find my way back to the Riyadh or the house that I'm staying at because— I mean literally there are no street signs. Everything is utter chaos and everything looks like a pink wall. Cool. But I loved Morocco. I did. I can't wait to go back.
0: And she wore that like Valentino cape dress. Well, let's talk in about red. let's talk
2: about everything that yes. she wore, Omid, because I thought that it was a spectacular show of style, given that she's you know, eight months pregnant at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's just, well, she's she's about seven and a half months pregnant. And she's probably at that stage where it's getting a little awkward in sort of finding outfits that complement her changing figure. And, you know, there's certainly a lot less available when it comes to dressing a bump.
2: Yeah, and she's quite small and she's quite a petite girl. So I think that, um, you know, the bump just looks bigger than...
1: well and she went i think
0: of those like the first time we saw her in a super super flowy like real dress was that caroline herrera the carolina herrera
2: blue flowy gown was just next level Mm -hmm. fashionista fabulous Mm -hmm. wasn't that like the first time she's
0: really worn the
1: big dress yeah we've seen i think we've seen a lot of megan sort of wearing very figure hugging outfits she really likes to show off the bump um, you know, and I think because she is, as my, as Gwen said, she's so petite. The bump is really the big giveaway. I think when she's wearing something a bit flowier and 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 looser, you almost don't notice that she's pregnant. So right. I think that might be some of it. But yes, that last outfit, the custom Herrera, uh, looked great on her.
3: She also loves to always hold the bump. We always like
1: see pictures of her with the
3: under cradling of the bump with one or two hands.
2: All pregnant ladies do that, Brody, and they are being photographed because they don't want to look in the camera like a big giant grimace. They want to look like I'm cradling. I'm cradling a bump. Yes. Got
1: it. Yeah, and also, where do you put your hands? You know, it's quite its quite a, a, a bump with presents. And, <laughs> you know, it's, there's also a baby in there, so there is that kind of nurturing protectiveness that I think Megan has, especially, you know, on the trip in Morocco, there were 100 members of the press from around the world wow. on that trip. I think it was like 51 from the UK and 44 from sort of Moroccan and French media. And so when you're around those kind of numbers, I think there probably is like a maternal mother protective instinct that kicks in. Um, and that's where that kind of cupping of the bump may, may come from.
2: So, mm. so, so cool. So you've told us before and Get Trust With Us, but just in case we have some new listeners, please tell us again a little bit about the process of when a Royal Tour is being planned, how far in advance... Megan's team will source the looks that she's going to be wearing. How do they test them out, knowing the locations and the the lighting and and all of that? Because I just always find that fascinating.
1: Yeah, well, so the typical royal tour uh, involves planning... You know from every single direction, but fashion, of course, is a massive part of it. Of course, and so the second that that request is made and accepted for Royals to travel to a certain location, all the prep begins. And Megan would have worked very closely with her one of the Kensington Palace assistants, um, and maybe even friend Jessica Mulrooney. She often turns to for style advice on the kind of right looks that would be. Appropriate for Morocco, mm-hmm. and so a lot of things go into consideration for that. Uh, the Kensington Palace staff do reconnaissance um, at each location, and they take notes of the colours of the room and the lighting in the room, and so on, and what where the cameras will be, and all of these different things. And so all of that comes is then taken into account when putting together the perfect hall wardrobe. Yeah. And then there are also the cultural nods as well. So we saw mm-hmm. Megan arrive in that beautiful red valentino it was incredible um, and, the, and of course red is the color of the mm. Mor- moroccan flag and over there it has huge historic significance and the color itself represents hardiness and bravery and strength and valor and all of these great things that kind of represent megan as well yes but so we're arriving in red a is going to win over the country immediately i mean like that's brownie points to their <laughs> degree but it also is just like that's the way you cleverly dress on trips like this is right. how you win people over.
2: Totally. Now, does she travel with a hairstylist and makeup artist, or is she doing her own hair and makeup on tour?
1: So she was uh, accompanied by George Northwood on this trip.
2: Oh, her hair Who
1: has? Yes, uh, he he travelled with her on the big Oceanic tour Mm -hmm. last fall and has become a really close confidant of Megan. I think she's really comfortable with the way that he does her hair and especially at the moment when she's not treating her hair in the same way that she was pre-pregnancy and not colouring it in the same way. I think that there is a different approach to the way she's doing her hair. So having someone that really knows knows those locks well, um, are going to put her at ease. But for her makeup, she's doing it all herself. I'm told that that's what she's comfortable with. And we've heard Daniel Martin talk about how good she is at doing it herself. Yeah,
2: he's given her lessons. And, and Daniel's whole vibe is like a very light hand of makeup. And so it, it makes perfect sense that she'd be able to carry that off herself she's
0: not a kardashian contour she's really doing it yeah like, some light. Light. <laughs> it, it makes sense that she
3: would have a professional hair guy there because there was a picture i saw with a, a side profile and i was like that ponytail is like perfectly <laughs> Perfect. perfectly sleek down use so a protractor like, and that mm. night
2: that she was wearing that cream number yes her hair just looked magnificent yeah. that was the
0: one time it was down right
2: I think so. I it was a little know. down. Yeah.
0: What was the outfit she was
3: running in, Omid? She, like, was jogging a little bit. And I was like, wait, well, why are you running? You're seven and a half months pregnant. Was that the first Valentino dress? No, that was something else.
1: She, <laughs> I think I, but that was when we were in uh, a place called Asni Town in the Atlas Mountains. Megan had actually flown there in a helicopter that morning, which wow. I just it kind of it's unbelievable how much energy she has to still be doing this stuff so far into her pregnancy. But we were outside um, a boarding house uh, for a school that provides education opportunities to girls from rural parts of the country. And there were two little girls there that had Come, come all the way from Marrakesh, waiting wow. to meet Megan. And so she saw them and she ran over. I believe she was in a blazer with rolled was in, up yeah. sleeves. Yeah, so so the blazer, that little That's
2: like right. um, it was the, like a bodycon dress with oh, a yeah, blazer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. really the white, cool. The like, white... an, like a cream color. And she
0: that was the white Aritzia blazer. And then she had the gosh bijou like big earrings. And then like the Jimmy Choo slingbacks. That was like my favorite look. Also because those mm. Sasha Marin Cohen, <laughs> our former fashioner, <laughs> loves the gosh bijou <laughs> earrings. So I thought that was so cute.
2: She She looked really amazing. (laughs) So now we were just chatting, Omid, about how it seems like, I mean, there might just be more little girls than little boys that are at these engagements. But it seems to us like the first child that Megan goes to is always a little girl. And we think that that might be telling that she's having a girl. What do you think?
1: Oh, interesting. I haven't thought of it that way. I mean, I will say that Meghan does seem to gravitate towards the young girls. I so think sweet. we even saw that in, when in Australia and New Zealand last year. And I think that's because she's quite aware that she is a role model to young girls. Yes. And in fact, the British ambassador to Morocco that accompanied Harry and Meghan on all of their trips was chatting to me on the last day. And his two daughters have been lucky enough to actually meet Harry and Meghan a few times throughout the trip. And he said that every time Megan would run over and give them a hug and just chat to them and he was like, that's the kind of woman that I want my girls to grow up and look up to. Because I think Megan's very aware of that sort of, I guess, position that she has now. Right. And so it's her comfort zone. I think she knows how girls are going to react. And also boys are always a little bit awkward on things like this. I've seen this time and time again on engagements with uh, Case as well. Mm-hmm. When they mm-hmm. approach little boys, the boys often get really shy <laughs> uh-huh. and tongue-tied. Because oh, right. they're too players. And the girls like, always oh. want to chit-chat.
2: Oh, that's so, so cute. <laughs> All right, well, we can't let you go before we talk about Something that Travis brought up, and it's a hair-related question. Oh, my
0: God, Omed. It's been locked in my
1: brain forever. <laughs> Hit me with it. Oh,
0: it's <laughs> Prince Harry's top of his head.
1: Oh, Prince Harry. I mean, listen, he, he will joke about it with anyone. He's very aware of his thinning crown. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you could do about something but like that. We could send him some we neutrophil. Know,
0: I know exactly what you Let's could do send about him that. I'm happy to send him a whole breakdown of the medicine behind it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask, do we think that it's a little fuller than it used to be? Oh, okay, so I haven't this, noticed. This
0: is what I've been thinking. Yes, it's a little fuller, but it's only because he grew it out. There's actually less follicles, but the hair is just longer. And in one of mm. your Instagram stories where we got a side of Prince Harry that we don't usually see from above, I I got to really look in there and, you know, I held my thumb on it so it wouldn't go away for a very (laughs) long time and sent it to at least seven of my close friends. And he has longer hair, but there is definitely less of it.
2: Well, I mean, William lost his hair young.
0: Yes. Yes. And they
2: do share one parent in common. But William lost his hair from the front.
0: William lost his hair from the front. Like the widow's peak receded back and then the rest went Oh, I sort of
2: remember that crown. Piece, that oh, like I remember that was missing. Balding. Yeah. But it yeah.
0: was to here, and then they sort of met in the middle. Okay. Harry doesn't have as much of a widow peak. It's just a thinning crown. I like that, Omed. A thinning crown right on
2: top. But- I just, I just <laughs> want him to, to keep his gingerness as long as possible because he is my fiery, ginge, hot prince. I think
0: he'd be a hot bald guy, though, too.
2: Oh, he's going to be hot. What no are you what? hearing, Ahmed? Tell me the rumors about swagger. him shaving his head. It's got swagger. I'm
0: starting that rumor right now.
1: I, I don't think we'll see Harry shaving his head for no some way. time. In fact, I think Harry's at a point where he seems really comfortable with his style and who he is. And I think since he started, you know, life with Meghan, he seems to be wearing slightly more kind of tailored suits and just looking oh, a little yes. bit more cool. And he, he's got those like cool Club Monaco coats that he pulls <laughs> out on occasion. And, and Everlane even when Everlane sweaters.
2: Those Everlane jumpers, they're so sleek. It's the Meghan Markle effect. She has made him have a little bit of her sparkle.
1: Exactly. Well, even when they arrived in Morocco, I noticed that he had matched his tie, his sort of pale pink tie with the color of... Megan's Valentino clutch, her Mm. V-ring clutch. Uh, So they are kind of dressing a little bit in tune with each other, which is cute. I like it. They're gagging us, bringing every ball. (laughs) It's very, very cute.
2: Okay, well, we have got to move on to American royalty, the Hollywood's A-list. Lady Gaga
0: and Bradley Cooper. On
2: the red carpet at the Oscars. Did you catch any of it, Omid?
1: I, like a, like a true sort of us weekly graduates, I sat in my bed in, Mo- in Morocco watching the red carpet arrivals on my phone. I didn't actually watch the ceremony because we all know that that is second to everything. But I did watch the arrivals.
2: Whose hair and makeup and gown blew you away? Oh, good question. Yes.
1: Um, do you know what? I... And, and this is this I may be slightly biased by this just because I watched the interview yesterday but Selma Blair's moment was amazing at the oh. fantasy fair mm-hmm. party yep. mm-hmm. just was such an iconic moment of bravery and strength and just i you you can't not have been touched by that
2: i thought she looked incredibly beautiful and it was pretty too. colors yes <laughs> yeah i thought she looked beautiful but yeah. i'm really i'm really into that Lucy Boynton who's english and her makeup artist, Joe Baker, has been just doing the most incredible makeup looks throughout award mm-hmm. season. And I love Laura Harrier. Is that how you Who's pronounce that? it? She's in Black Klansman and she'd been rumored to be dating <gasps> yes. Justin Thoreau. Yes. Back oh, in that's the how college. I know her from. She wore connection. like sky blue eyeshadow. You mm-hmm. know, from, from a makeup standpoint, it was um, most people wore like pretty muted stuff, except for I loved Constance Wu with her like pop of red lip really fun. Mm. You know
3: I'm, so shockingly muted J-Lo. Like well that, she, J-Lo
2: the, was serving up old school J-Lo glow.
3: With the with, well with mm. the, it was the Scott Tom Forgon. Yeah.
2: She you know, her caramel lip and her super contoured bronzy face. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just thought that she looked amazing. I mean her hair was very polished. Yes. It was a little bit more sexed up for the vanity fair after party. Yes. But you know, she was giving me like classic J-Lo and I was here for it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I liked Rachel Weisz because I liked that really like sexy, wild. wild dress. But then the hair it was, was a little so, bizarre. It was like schoolgirl with the little had a little headband. She had a
2: headband. It was. I, I honestly <laughs> have to say that Rachel Weisz, who I absolutely love as a, an actress, and I, I love her whole beauty vibe. She was not doing it for me on Oscars night. Yeah, but
0: I, I like that. Weird it's dreadful. tough to Ooh. wear a headband past thirteen years old. It really, oh, really like is. you
2: <laughs> wear a headband with a very British, specific like. Can. Her that Givenchy dress was like cool in theory, but it had a vi- it was very top heavy, and so the hair to me just didn't really vibe with the lines of the dress. It was a lot. It was la 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 la.
0: I'm a Gemma Chan fan. That gigantic. Only yeah, I didn't
1: like. Uh, I, I didn't love love no, the judge. Uh- in, in in a sea of like metallics and muted colors, Gemma yes. Chan really popped. Right, it was an exciting moment, and that's what you want on Oscars night: is a little bit of high energy, a yes. bit of drama. That's right. Um, I also do you know what? I also really like Glenn Close. And she uh, is the amazing. The outfit um, itself wasn't that exciting, she but I like just an Oscar. loved her presence. Yeah. Ex- well, it was her presence and her just her confidence, and it was it was her big night. Yeah, I and agree. she just she looked great. And that meme of and her else- <laughs> before
0: she goes on to the red carpet was the best thing to come out of it.
3: You saw the meme where she's also looking at Billy Porter, and she that's sees, what I'm talking you know, about. When she, when she yeah. sees Billy Porter in that like tuxedo gown, and she's like stunned, and then very into it. Yeah.
2: Well, I thought Billy Porter looked amazing, you guys. Me and his too. Custom Sir- Christian Siriano tuxedo and ball gown it, it, it skirt. was an, an
3: homage too to it was um, the, the extravaganza. extravaganza yeah and the house of extravaganza <laughs> mm-hmm. so it, was a, it mm-hmm. was a beautiful throwback it looked
1: very hot though yeah it did That's, look a bit <laughs> hot that was a lot of velvet like, I, <laughs> I didn't even I realize been that, baking yeah. under that.
0: <laughs> and that was a strapless thick velvet gown with just like a little tuxedo oh. over it god that must have been sweaty yeah
2: but, you guys, Whatever. how about Charlize Theron with, like, the, the hair makeover uh, for it, it's the red carpet? not fair to
0: compare to anyone else.
3: She's right? Like
2: she gets there, and it's like everybody else can just go home. Yeah. Well, Adir Abrazel told us exclusively mm-hmm. that he cut her hair and dyed it dark, dark brown, like a chestnut, rich chocolate chestnut that Tracy Cunningham colored, but Adir had creative directed this look that she did. Charlize, like, went out on a limb and literally just, like, completely transformed her hair just for the red carpet. Wow. Not for a roll, not for a shoot, like not for anything. Just for that Dior dress. But that Dior moment on the red carpet and I thought that was like really cool. I
0: love that. Me too. She's sexy. She looks like you can kick your ass. She looks like a princess. She has it all going for her. Right.
1: Mm, um, she had that really cool snake-like Bulgari necklace as well. She had like four, four
0: Bul- Bulgari necklaces on. <laughs> <laughs> she was like rocking chains like offset. She was like a wrapper, just like dripping. <laughs> Came through drip drip. She did. Well, you can't talk
2: about a necklace without talking about <gasps> Lady Gaga's. Oh my God, my what was it? 50 million? 500 million? It was the rock
0: million. itself yeah. is 30 million, but yes. then there was also 20 million of diamonds all around it. And it million was, necklace. it was, a uh, what? 35 carat. Yellow canary, diamond. The biggest canary, canary diamond in
2: the entire diamond. world. That Audrey Hepburn had worn mm-hmm, before right. Lady Gaga did. So how about that for iconography? And
3: Tiffany just has it like locked up somewhere. I'm in, sure. In yeah. It's definitely in the Fifth Avenue it. flagship. It's probably oh, in It's case. on display yeah. at the Fifth
0: Avenue flagship but that give me a crown jewel like give me like a piece of history on your yeah. neck that you're wearing as accessories i'm here for it. pull one out of the vault like that yeah you know how many people died for that stone a lot oh, no. Oh, oh, Travis. no come on don't bring
2: that up oh, i'm sorry
0: Gosh,
3: too you know, real
2: let's just like turn the conversation back to megan for a minute because <laughs> i think that her well while we have omit it's so yeah. rare and so beautiful that yes. we do i was expertise at the ready. I feel like she makes a real statement with her jewelry. She's always wearing very dainty, delicate little pieces. She's got like a real specific jewelry style.
1: Well, what's nice about the jewellery that she wears is that although some of it's quite expensive, she's you know a big fan of Maison Berks, which is Canada's most sort of prestigious jewellery brands. I think they've been around since like the nineteenth century or something. And she's bought lots of their diamond pieces. We've seen her in earrings, and she's got some of their rings and, and necklaces and that kind of stuff. But she'll wear them again and again. She'll really get her money's worth out of them, and she never overdoes it. She likes the fine little rings that she, she wears. Those very fine. Yeah. I don't know what they, Queen. What are they called? Like
2: little stacking yeah, rings. Yeah, stackable like she wears rings. Beautiful little. You know, I wear like them when. too, guys. I wear them too. Yeah, she's wearing That's a my ton. signature. Cool.
3: What's the protocol if Meghan wants to wear a piece of royal jewelry? Does she like does, a piece of Diana's
2: does, or a piece yeah, of the Queen's? Yeah, grab have to Lady Gaga's Tiffany necklace.
3: Or can does she like mm. submit a request or does does Harry have to say something? How does that work?
1: Well, what's interesting, with a lot of the jewellery that Diana had, uh, it actually (laughs) was gifted to Diana as a member of the royal family. And so in that respect, that means that everything belonged to the queen. So if you're given, so if Meghan or Kate is gifted, say, a, a necklace by a prince on an official royal visit, that will officially belong to the royal family. And so when Princess Diana died, it all went back to the queen and into the vault. Harry and William both have access to a lot of Diana's own personal collection of jewelry. But if you want to borrow any of the big pieces, you've got to go through the big boss. The request has to go through her. I love and her. And it doesn't happen very often. There aren't many white tie events for the royals these days. So we wow. haven't had Meghan in a tiara yet. Everyone's still waiting oh. for that moment. Oh my, God, oh my, my God. God, I can't wait. Oh, we've
3: had Meghan in a tiara in that Beyonce and Jay-Z <laughs> video clip <laughs> where we saw her on that painting. That was so- so that was
2: cool. uh, that was like everyone's
3: dream. Like we yeah. don't need to wait fantastic. for a picture. We have that painting. No,
2: it was really, I just thought that that was such an <laughs> incredible expression on the part of Beyonce and Jay-Z and, and it really yeah. touched everyone. Oh, man, everyone. what do you
0: think Megan thought about that? Was she as like happy about it as we were? <laughs> I mean, it just made my life. And no matter
1: what position you're at in life, like Beyonce <laughs>
0: says you're amazing, it's going to affect you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, what, what was cute about that was that Megan actually on her old Instagram account had made lots of references to like... Beyonce She had lyrics, lyrics or like, yeah, yeah. all of. The, so she was, a, she was a fan for sure, mm-hmm. and she would have just come out of that baby shower, having literally been like spoiled rotten by all of her friends, and then about to d- climb onto her private jet that Amal Clooney had lent for the evening to then look at her phone and see that Beyoncé and Jay Z had like picked her up at the Brit Awards. Yeah. I <laughs> cannot imagine she would have been <laughs> anywhere but Cloud nine in that moment.
2: I mean, that is some great energy for that unborn child. I gotta yes. tell you, she's
1: like forget my wedding day. This is the best day of my life.
2: (laughs) Now, while we have you, because I just can't get enough of it, right? Like just remind our listeners of what we might see when Megan gives birth. Does she have to be in hospital? Can she give birth at home? Are they going to have the town crier? Is it the same as for a potential heir or not really? Do they have a little bit more liberty?
1: Well, Harry and Meghan have the luxury of choice when it comes to this. With William and Kate, you know, they are, you know their children are heirs to the throne. Uh, William and Kate themselves will be king and queen one day. It's very different for Harry and Meghan. Right. They may even choose to have children that don't have titles at all, much oh. like Princess Anne did with her own. So when it comes to that hospital moment, palace haven't announced anything yet. There will be an official media briefing on this very soon. I, my theory is that they're going to do it a lot differently. So there will be a totally different hospital, somewhere private, somewhere out away from the public eyes, and we'll get a very separate pre- press release uh, from the palace when the baby is born alongside maybe a photo now with megan she loves an instagram moment i'm thinking like a picture of the baby's hand on her and harry's hands i, or could, something see like that.
0: I could see it i could see it sounds very and then fatigued. like alexi
1: lubomirsky portraits of, a couple of weeks later
2: exactly but
1: even then in the portraits very modern it'll probably be, i can see harry holding the baby himself ah. and maybe her next to him you know just a little different play on the kind of picture of modern parents I think they're going to do it differently. I think they're going to surprise us all. I think Megan is going to be quite keen to not have that moment where she needs to get dressed up to the nines right. less mm-hmm. than 24 hours after giving birth right. and stepping out in front of the world because that's not natural. Right. And Megan's very much about real women and yep. strength and independence and all the rest of it. I don't think it falls in line with that. It seems very feminist to not make a
0: woman like get dressed up and like walk right. out in front of the cameras right after she's given birth.
2: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, this uh, has just been absolutely fascinating. Yes. I wish you would come on all the time, Omid, every week. He's
0: too in demand, Gwen. I, mean, I know. Any I
2: know. Time. He is. He is. He is, he is. <laughs> it was so great to see you in London. I didn't get enough Omid time.
1: Oh, it was great. It was great. And and I, thanks again for having me.
2: Absolutely. We will be in touch soon. We love you so much. Bye, Omid. Love Bye, you. Omid. Cheerio. Love to see you all.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Oh my god, you guys! Oh
0: angel god, baby, god. Like, angel baby, he's the sweetest. Can't even... Wait, but
2: seriously, like, was no that not title. Fascinated? No. So why she- would you
0: even have a kid? <laughs> I'm outraged. So I can't tell if I'm outraged or it's actually really chic. No, that you're like a royal kid without a title. I can't, can't tell, tell if I've... that's chic or I'd be outraged. Okay,
3: what's more chic? Us going to a dinner party and <laughs> be like, this is my friend Travis. Or us going to a dinner party and <laughs> be like, this is my friend Travis. Duke of blankety blank. Oh, you're of right. I also, or, you know, I or bet. Or Hall. But I then bet, I'm so above I it bet bet that I don't they even will. need to be a Duke. No. I
2: bet <laughs> that they will have titles at some point, but yes. not immediately. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting to watch it all unfold.
0: Yeah, I like also, the idea just, of Harry holding the baby in the picture. Uh, I, I
2: hope that that baby comes out of the womb with a full head of red hair, I as I did. Girl, you know it or skips a in.
0: generation. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, I know you need to let it's the a dream recessive go. trait. Oh my god! Capital T, big T. It's not little, gonna happen. Good little baby wig. Oh the gosh. chances <laughs> of a ginger having a ginger child are like not ever. It skips a gen. Ugh. Is All that right. not true? But,
2: oh, well, sometimes, not always. All right, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, so we're just going to have to see. we we'll have to see. I think that it could and be help. a really beautiful— well, I'm gonna, If I'm there are red curls
0: on a girl that Perry is holding, I will be happy for the rest of my <laughs> life. Gonna <of> explode.
2: <laughs> well, it's how I was born. It's how I was born. My mother likes to share that I came out of the womb and they showed me to her and I, she was like, what is that Like pink baby with orange kinky hair? <sighs> Little orphan Annie. It was me. It was me. Anyway. All right, you guys. This has been just such a fun episode of Get Trust With Us. Thank you for listening. Please come back next week for another episode. Until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until next week, stay gorgeous.